Welcome to Take Flight Podcast with Daniel Johnson, Olu Okonola, Pabilo Timbo and Shuel Ahmed as your hosts. Take Flight Podcast is released weekly, giving you behind the scenes business views into multiple industries, as well as highlighting the backstories of entrepreneurs and leaders in their respective spaces. We will also be breaking down business models, examining latest trends in businesses and sharing our learnings along the way. Take Flight Podcast is a university business class packaged for a diverse and inclusive audience. We blend this together for a unique and exciting look into the world of business. Join us, your hosts, who are coming from underrepresented backgrounds in the UK, have since worked and traveled to over 100 countries, learned our craft in some of the largest companies in the globe, started our businesses, as well as invested across multiple asset classes. As we give you a unique and inclusive perspective with the mission to help other potential flyers get ready to take flight. Since its start in 2019, Take Flight Podcast has grown to have listeners in over 50 countries. It's in the top 5% of podcasts globally and continues to grow and expand. Come join a growing community. Available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and SoundCloud. Welcome back to Take Flat Podcast. Whether you're a new listener, a frequent listener or a sometime-ish listener, we welcome you all. <laughs> this is episode 130 of the Take Flat Podcast. I'm here with my co-hosts, Olu, Pabilo and Joel, who, if you don't know by now, are the part of the four that lead this podcast. In this week's episode, we're going to talk to you about something that's hot off the press. Everyone's reporting about it, have been for since the beginning of April. Things have changed drastically in the last two weeks. And what is that? That is Elon Musk putting in a bid for Twitter and it being accepted. So this today's episode is just the Elon Musk episode. Everything from SpaceX to Twitter to Tesla, what this means for Twitter, the outlook, the future, what it means for Twitter users, what it could mean for US elections, what it could mean for Tesla, and just what it means for the term freedom of speech. So without further ado, we're going to get right into it. Don't press the pause button. Don't press the skip button. Enjoy the music. We'll be with you very shortly. So guys, before we get into this week's episode of Elon Musk and what he's been doing, 9% to 44 billion and all of these other numbers that we're going to throw around, I'm sure in this episode, how is everyone doing? Olu, we'll start with you because the last time we spoke as a four, you were... Shaken off COVID, and you're looking to mm. take your big foot onto the big apple. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, so I, yeah, I mean the way the way you're, the way you're glowing, Ollie. Who would have? Who, everyone's forgotten, I think, right now. That I had COVID. No, thankfully, look, I'm vaccinated, so I had um, minor side effects. For some other people on this podcast who are not vaccinated, we just pray that you guys, you guys can. Um, recover well should i say now but on a serious note no i had covid for a week thankfully it was a mild reaction to it um and i planned a trip to travel to new york um during the easter holiday so that was a lot of fun was able to catch up with old friends in america that i hadn't spoken to or seen in a long time so yeah it was a good trip um good company good food and good wine that's how I'll describe it. 
you know, Ollie, just one quick comment. I think based on the the pictures I saw and the videos of the outfits that you were wearing, I wouldn't be surprised if you made some new friends as well. But what are you saying? Um, no comment. Next question. <laughs> oh, is, is, is it just Drake? No new friends yet? Uh, no new friends, a lie. Yeah, no comment. What about yourself, Shua? How have you been? Oh, good. I think um, similar to uh, Pabilo. So we're going through Ramadan at the moment. We've just come to the the final week almost so now we're into the single digits in terms of the number of days left uh, i've been fortunate enough to spend most of that time back in the uk with family so that's been really really good and just managing everything else uh, around that but yeah it's been it's been a, a good few weeks but looking forward to next week and celebrating with friends and family properly and getting back into a a, a proper routine but Pete, maybe that's a good segue to how how you yeah doing? just just an extension of, of what you said um Going to break my fast in an hour's time. So uh, we've got four more days left. It's been a, it's been a, like always, it's always an incredible month to reflect, reconnect, um, reset in, in a lot of areas. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, um, but tough every month, even though you've, you've done it for a number of years, each, each year is tough because there's different things happening around your life. So, um, but yeah, all good, all good. We'll be a better person um, by the end of it, like always. Daniel, how are you? Oh, I thought no one was going to ask. Um, I, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. Um, I'll probably share in next week's Take Flight Takeaway a bit of an update on the work front now that I've been with Coinbase for four months and also on the personal front as well, just how that's going. Uh, really good, just in summary, but doing well. Um, still living off the high of Dubai. Um, so, yeah, doing, doing great. So, can't complain. But so with that, all the mm. formalities out of the way, let's get into this week's episode. So, we've all seen how this story has unfolded. It started off in early April where Elon Musk tweeted he was he bought a 9% stake in Twitter, making him the largest shareholder. A couple of days later, it was announced that Elon Musk was going to join the board of directors at Twitter. Within 48 hours, he said, no, I'm no longer joining the board of Twitter. And for those who don't know, the reason he was almost even invited to being on the borders. If he was invited on the board, he wouldn't be able to be a majority shareholder. They would also sort of muzzle him. We all know Elon Musk is a very, say, outspoken person, very vocal on Twitter. We've seen him pump the cryptocurrency Dogecoin. Dogecoin We've seen him yeah. make some outlandish remarks, whether you agree or not. But they wanted to, in my opinion, muzzle him. Hence, they wanted to put him onto the board and also prevent him from being a majority shareholder. Once I'm sure he read the terms of what that would entail, he declined. He then came back, and I think to everyone's surprise, because this was such hot news, he said he wanted to take Twitter private and wanted mm -hmm. to buy Twitter. I'll be honest with you, when he said that, I thought it was just one of his outlandish remarks, just one of his comments that he says... I sometimes think he just wakes up and says, oh, what can I say today that's just going to make everyone just react and let me just mm -hmm. sit back and watch? I actually thought it was one of those things. So we'll pause there. You know, how did you guys interpret it? What have you sort of seen? What have you thought now that he's he put in a bid? It's been accepted. And yeah, what, what does it mean for what does it mean for Elon Musk? And what does it mean for Twitter before we move on to SpaceX and the implications it may have on Tesla? Um, Olu. Yeah, um, I'll say, like you mentioned, it was a roller coaster, right? Um, it just felt like everything was changing every 24 hours. There was new news 
in regards to him buying majority amount of shares, I think the 9% that you mentioned, to him potentially joining the board, to him wanting to then buy up the company outright, even to the point where the board decided to um, actually introduce something called um, the poison pill, which was to basically prevent him from doing a hostile takeover. So what this is just for um, our listeners is basically this poison pill is supposed to block hostile takeovers by whenever someone starts to acquire the majority amount of shares, they would then just basically sell more shares at a discounted amount, which in true fact, as an investor, it basically dilutes your the amount of shares that you own. So no one really wants and- that. Yeah. And to add, they pause him from buying any more shares in that period. So they will effectively stop Elon Musk from buying any more shares and to all the other shareholders, allow them to buy more stake in the company at a heavily discounted price. Exactly. Um, which, again, was quite strange because I'm like, okay, I guess that's a clear and defining decision which the company has made to say, look, we don't want this person to get to completely buy out the company. Um, for them to then accept an offer, which we'll get into. So I think just to answer your question, um, Daniel, you didn't really know what to, if to take this seriously. Was it another quote-unquote pump and dump, right? Everyone knows with any company or business that Elon Musk um, is involved in, there's this sort of fan, fan favorite fanfare that happens where people automatically invest, um, without truly understanding the fundamentals of the business, which then sort of throws up the prices, like what he did with um, or what was done with Dogecoin, right? He was on SNL, right? People were waiting to trade on him just joining and mentioning something about cryptocurrency. So yeah, initially I just thought this is nothing to be taken serious, um, and I thought it was just gonna die at the wayside um, and not go anywhere further. Pete, what your special take? Yeah, so when I was looking through that, I was just really trying to understand and assess his intentions. What is he really trying to achieve um, with this buyout? But then I spent a bit of time going back and I thought to myself, a lot's happening now in this month of April. But we know, you know, with these tech giants that this is something they've been planning potentially for months, maybe even years. So one of the things I was paying attention to, and, you know, I don't know, you'll get your thoughts on it, was I start to wonder how much of this was actually planned even when Jack Dorsey was in was in was in the chair right so when he was around he left twitter he stepped down from twitter in november of last year and his move actually or him stepping down was actually planned for maybe about a year right so in that whole discussion you know how tech giants sort of collaborate um and i wonder if you know jack dorsey was sort of saying look this could be something for potentially for you to look at at least be on the board to start having some some level of influence um and then he's trying to understand how does this Twitter play fit with everything else that that Elon's doing. I think personally, just just to open up with and, and pass it to Shuel, it's a bit of a you know me versus the government. Um, it's an opportunity to potentially control. I kind of look at it similar to what Jeff Bezos has done with buying Washington Post. So you start to control a little bit of the narrative and kind of what's been um, published and, and and pushed out there. So um, whilst a lot's happened in the month of April, I think this has been a very planned move. I think it's something which um, someone like a Jack Dorsey has definitely endorsed and he's mentioned it quite openly. 
And then it's really about, we're going to get into it, assessing what is it, what is he actually trying to achieve with this? Um, and why could he have not just remained um, as a board member with a particular ownership? Sure, maybe some initial thoughts from your side. Okay, so Shuwal, before your initial thoughts, just um, another element or thing that I want to really add is around rich billionaires love to buy media companies. Like, I see Twitter as a news media company, right? I think, I, I can't remember, I think it was even at uni when we were doing some sort of research or looking and they found out that the fastest news is spread on Twitter. So if there's an earthquake somewhere or something that happens in a particular country, city, before it gets on the traditional news um, channels or media, um, newspapers or TV, it's pretty much tweeted or put in a message quite quickly. So initially when I heard about Elon Musk, I know we're going to talk about the, the freedom of speech element of it. But what I saw this as was another rich billionaire purchasing a media company, right? We've seen it with Michael Bloomberg, Rupert Murdoch, even Jeff Bezos, right? They all own media companies. And part of it is around sort of the power of controlling news, right? Mm -hmm. I won't be surprised if these people have or will run for political roles in the future, right? I think Michael Bloomberg did run, right? So having a, a media company allows you to be able to control your own narrative, your own perception, um, which I won't be surprised if that played a part in him thinking about purchasing Twitter. And then maybe only I'll... I'll yeah, no, Pete, go ahead. Yeah, no, I was going to just double down and I think t time will tell in terms of what his intentions really are because I think with these other interests in Tesla, SpaceX, which we can come on to that, how, how is that impacted by him being vested in, in Twitter? But if one thing he said is he wants to make Twitter better by enhancing the product with new features, making algorithms open source to increase trust, defeat spam bots, authenticate all humans. And kind of one of the things he mentioned was actually um, equalizing the rules across countries. So if in the end, as time passes on, he actually has worked to you know, stop people from being silenced. I know the Donald Trump campaign, there was a lot in there. I'm sure even his conversations with Joe Rogan and how he's gone through his experience with being censored has played a role. So all of these discussions about um, not silencing people that have a voice playing a role, then you can maybe see, you know, that that has value in itself, right? So I think I think it's a question of, yeah, you know, how, how will Twitter evolve? With, with him being at the head? Or is it just a self-serving agenda? So that's kind of what we're trying to decipher. Um, but sure, thoughts? Yeah, I think just to build on that, the influence around the media space, I think, of course, owning one of the largest um, media entities in the world comes with, comes with a lot of responsibility and power. And people say that even though Twitter has less users than Facebook, for example, um, the, the number of influential users, like world leaders, politicians, journalists, etc., that are on Twitter actively using it, that almost influences the, the rest of the news media around the world. So it's almost the top of the funnel comes from Twitter and then whatever's trending trends into um, BBC News, CNN, all these large major channels. So there's a lot of influence there. The only thing I would counter with that piece is Mark Zuckerberg is someone that owns Facebook, owns Meta, right? This is one of the most influential channels as well where a lot of news gets spread. 
on the on those platforms, you can argue that Mark Zuckerberg does not have a good reputation. There's not a lot of articles saying that oh, Mark Zuckerberg is a great leader because X Y Z. If anything, it probably amplifies the negative news about him. So, just because someone owns a platform doesn't necessarily mean it will suddenly make them go in a positive light. But there's definitely something there that he'll be able to look behind the curtain. Uh, but I think all of you bring up a great point, and please uh, be with the add-ons on the media play. I think the two elements that I wanted to bring up in terms of his 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 why on doing this is I think. Just looking at the problems that he's looking to tackle. So if you look at climate change and what he's done with with Tesla, if you look at traffic and pollution issues and what he's doing with the boring company, especially in the West Coast of America, if you look at space travel, multi-planetary living with with SpaceX, he seems to want to tackle the big problems. And with that, obviously, has come a lot of strong financial gain as well, um, which is one of the reasons why he's probably the, the world's richest man. Freedom of speech, the way that he's painted it, is a big problem, but I'm looking at it from the sense that if he does solve this, then there should be some financial value that follows from it, even if he's saying that it doesn't necessarily need to make a, a strong financial addition to his wealth. So so maybe the last thing just on that, to give me a window into the financial element, the way that he structured this transactions, and probably we'll get into that in the next question, is he's basically leveraging against an asset that's very highly valued at the moment, which is the Tesla stock, and using that to buy an asset that you could argue, based on a few different metrics, is actually undervalued at the moment with Twitter. So I think there's also there's that financial element of seeing good opportunity. And he's someone that always wants to put his skin in the game with a with a with a potential problem solve and to get a lot of gain from that. So I think it's 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 very interesting to observe from the from the the sidelines. I was just going to say a side comment before I give it to Daniel. Um, speaking of, I think it's, you raise a good point there, uh, Shaw, around, around uh, solving problems. I think, um, and I'm not, I'm not counting Elon Musk's pockets by by any stretch of the imagination. But what I would have liked for him to have solved, because I, he definitely started this uh, trend, was world hunger. So I think he found, you know, he he started um, poking to find out, you know, how much does it cost to to solve world hunger? I can't remember the number that it was a it's a couple billion. Um, so yeah, it would have been nice for him to have seen him execute and follow on that on that uh, project. So yeah. maybe that's yeah, still to it come. It sounds like you are counting these pockets. <laughs> no, <laughs> you know, no, I'm just you know saying. when people always start with. I don't mean to be rude, but whatever they're about to say is going to be rude. So <laughs> just just one. He's, one putting 20, he's putting twenty-one billion of his own money um, into uh, part of the Twitter deal. It's a fraction of that to solve world hunger. So yeah, um, anyway, it's, it's interesting. It's interesting capital allocation. But Daniel, go ahead. No, it's it's funny just the, the points you're making about um how he's allocating and is you know the trouble is Musk has Earth to save and Mars to explore, but he clearly doesn't have any time for Twitter's financials. Um but he just wants to buy it. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't. And what's 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 interesting is he clearly said he doesn't care about Twitter's financials. He even said that he was gonna turn mm-hmm. Twitter's headquarters into a homeless shelter. He said he's 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 yeah, almost imagine like you worked, imagine you worked at Twitter in HQ and this is a big point. This is that. a big point. How, how did he, <laughs> imagine we're, that? How we're would now, you feel? We're now yeah, reading the reports about how employees feel, but Daniel, continue. We yeah, can, we can yeah. Um, you know, you've got you've got Parag Agrawal who came in as CEO in November. You know, succeeding Jack Dorsey. Jack Dorsey evidently has some relationship with Elon Musk. They speak behind the scenes. Dorsey's endorsed Musk's behavior and approach to buying Twitter. There's no doubt it was all written in the stars. When now you come to Twitter and Musk and how he's just berated the company, he's almost like spoke down on it so bad, like he doesn't value it, but yet he wants to buy it. Going from a 
0.2% stake to what he has now, you know, even how he's financing this 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 deal, which of course has to be approved by regulators. Um, it's just marvellous to see that really and truly from, Olu alluded to it, a news platform or a social media platform or social news. Olu said, you know, Twitter is the fastest growing medium of news. But the bad, one negative thing I just see in the generation that's coming up, Gen Z, is the ability to think critically is fastly, is quickly eradicating. So people being able to decipher what's truth and what's fake in news is also a big thing, especially when you come to Twitter. People easily read something and take it as gospel. It spreads like wildfire. That's something, you know, even though free speech or freedom of speech is there, um, or, you know, Musk wants to amplify that, it's still somewhat worrying in the fact that people don't know how to think critically or logically, especially when they're trying to read 180 characters in 10 seconds or whatever the limit is these days. Um, also, when you now think about, and I think we maybe will digress into how it implicates other ventures of his, the Boring Company, Tesla um, and SpaceX. It's interesting that 21 point billion of this deal will be financed by Tesla. Because ultimately, yesterday alone, as in Wednesday, the sorry, Tuesday, the 26th of April, Tesla's valuation fell 126 billion because mm -hmm. investors were worried that he will sell shares. So there's almost an when impact. You say, Daniel, for the listeners, when you say funded by Tesla, is he's taken a loan out against his um, the equity that he has in Tesla. So I think he's already come out to say that he's not looking to sell any of his Tesla shares. It's just nowadays with your equity, you're able to take out a loan against it to say, hey, I'm good for this money because I own equity yeah. in Tesla. But I think what you mentioned is completely valid, that due to the fact that Tesla's dropped significantly in the last few days, that could put at risk the loan that he's going to get because if the underlying asset value has dropped, the bank or wherever you're getting that loan from can decide to say, hey, we can't give you this amount at these terms based on the underlying asset. Yeah, and, and uh, uh, true. But although he said he won't sell his shares, I can't trust that man. Okay, I don't have a reason. I don't need to trust him, but I don't trust him. Remember when he said, he, how am I going to pay my my, ta my tax bill? Oh, I'm going to have to sell shares. Mm. He, he's, not, he's not liquid cash rich. He's got a lot of stock. He tries to claim he, you know, he lives a very minimalistic life. He doesn't have any money in the bank, X, Y, Z. You know, Agreed, for him to pay but there's negative, there's negative implications to him selling. And we know with the rich, you take out loans, you don't pay taxes on the loan, you sell in, you pay capital gain taxes, and then you can spend them out. So I do believe him in regards to trying to, 44 billion, trying to get that from selling something, you'll need to sell significantly more because you've taxed. Yeah. Come on, he's that Tesla. But, but Daniel, break, break that, that Tesla your... stocks. That Tesla stocks more volatile than crypto, man. Come on, <laughs> that Tesla stock. It, it's I like did. a crypto growing up and down, up and down, up and down. Talking, shoot, um, singing T Pain. But 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 break <laughs> Daniel. If, break if down you know the song. The... <laughs> 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 no, I'm gonna say break down the entire uh, financing. If you have the numbers, or oh, I can I can share. So the 44 you, billion you go, is financed. Yeah, go, go on, share it. So for what I understand, it's 13 billion of it that is from is from Wall Street largest lenders. The twenty, the twelve point five billion is what the guys are talking about with regards to a loan secured against his uh, Tesla's um, stake, and then the remaining is the twenty one billion equity from himself. So that's kind of how the mix of of how it's financed. But one thing I thought, one thing I just add, which I think is interesting, they said here is that 
Analysts believe the loans could cost Twitter as much as $1 billion a year in servicing fees, which is roughly 20% of the company's annual revenue. And considering they're in a position now where they're actually generating a loss, it does speak to how does this move improve the financials moving forward. Now, potentially, because of Elon Musk's prowl and kind of his influence, the, sky, the share price could rocket. But turning around, the, turning around the company is certainly on the agenda. And as you've mentioned, he said, I don't care about economics. So I sometimes think if I was an employee for Twitter, how would I feel? Um, I'm not sure I'll be feeling great. But do you before, care? Before, before, before you get onto that, the, the employee piece, it's not really that difficult to turn Twitter's financials around. Wait, they, they IPO'd eight years ago. Their share price isn't significantly higher than what they IPO'd at. I bought an IPO. But the cost is this Twitter Is this Elon purchase going to make me retire? No, it's not. Is it going to dent my bank account? No, it's not. Someone, but... someone said. <laughs> someone said, "Am I am I going to be rich? No, just tell me if I'm going to be rich. Or I'm going to lose my job. Which one? Which one, What's going to happen?" <laughs> so, um, so, but uh, the, the financials, the, the financials, the financials are poor. Twitter is the tenth, tenth. It's the tenth. It's a tenth of the size of Facebook. It's very small. Mm. They really have done a poor job at advertising, growing as a company, growing its user base. It's, it's not. A, as a, from a business, why would you want to buy it? In all honesty, it's trailing behind TikTok and Snap Snapchat, and you know TikTok is relatively new. But I don't know. Do you guys? So, do sorry, you back guys to the point as employee. Oh, just quickly for the employee part. Part of what you're just talking about the ranking in terms of competitors. Do you think Elon has overpaid for um, at forty four billion for the company to to yeah to be an owner? When you look at what the IPO period that was around forty dollars per share, I believe. Um, and going to 53, I wouldn't say it's overpriced, it's mm. probably a good price, and it's a price that although the board initially were rejecting the proposal, clearly they might think, Well, you know what, this might be a way out, let's just take our cut our losses whilst we're ahead. Mm. I don't know, my, my take. I don't, in terms of the valuation, I don't think they had a choice, right? I think the diff Daniel mentions the the good points in regards to when the IPO, the value of them was around 41. I think he's planning to sell it for 54. They right. IPO in 2013, when 2022, what, nine years? Um, bad return on investment, right? Um, the difficulty that investors are facing at the moment is in beginning of 2021, the stock was priced at like $60, $70, right? So a lot of people are looking at recent times it was valued at such a high amount now we're selling for 54 so if anyone bought it during the all-time highs you're looking at it and saying okay i'm losing money on this investment does it truly make sense but was it correctly valued in 2021 probably not we did an episode on peloton and how so many companies were overvalued you could have picked any stock at that particular time and it would have had a good return all-time high at that particular time period but i think <laughs> It's fairly valued at the end of the day. Um, if I was a shareholder or own stocks, at the end of the day, you'll get your $54 uh, and it will be a private company owned by Elon Musk. So depending on if he doesn't make any returns going forward, it won't impact any stock prices because my understanding is as soon as he purchases this, it would come off the stock market. It will be a privately, it will be owned by him. He'll be the only um, sole owner of the company. So there won't be any shareholders truly caring about how the business is run. It's going to impact, obviously, the employees if he decides to turn the HQ into 
a homeless shelter. Obviously, mm-hmm. people will potentially mm-hmm. lose their jobs if he does that. Or they uh, might go fully remote. I think it's, it's difficult to understand if this is a... Who wins in this, right? I think Tesla... Oh, sorry, Twitter is a bad investment. <laughs> I, I personally, I'm not a fan of the business model. Um, I don't... I don't understand if they've got some great technology which gives it the valuation as a media company at the end of the day, right? But most media companies are showing not to really be good companies. They make most of their money from advertising. We're seeing so much pressure, so many different places that you can advertise, which reduces yeah. the cost. He's got ideas of potentially making this into a subscription base where mm-hmm. the users will pay, um, pay to use. We've seen what's happened with companies like Netflix who have tried to increase their prices, especially in the economic um, period that we're in. A lot of people will turn episode, around and say, episode coming soon. enough value for this that I'm willing to pay for it, which potentially lose users, drop users. But at the end of the day, I honestly feel like the big motivation is the fact that he owns a media company. And that's like when... Um, uh, was it Elon Musk purchase? Was it the Washington Post? Um, they weren't doing Jeff well. Bezos. Jeff, Bezos. Sure, Jeff Bezos purchased the Washington Post. It wasn't a good business at that t- particular time, right? He's not making crazy return from it. I don't. He doesn't care about the returns. I do honestly believe he doesn't care about the financial gains from purchasing this particular company because I don't see it when I look at the financials. But he gets to own a media company. We're going to talk later about sort of the... Um, freedom of speech because i've got a few points on that um, which i find it quite funny and entertaining but um i honestly think he just wants to own a media company then... do, i i don't maybe maybe if i talk about i don't think it's he just wants to own a media company i think there are underlying there's an underlying agenda with him wanting to buy it but maybe before I, we get onto that i don't want to jump the gun to so show you know anything you want to add add to this yeah i think whether it's a good deal for shareholders uh, I was listening a lot to um, the discussion. I think I agree with most of the the points. I think the the financial element in terms of whether it's a good deal or not. I, I think Oli, you mentioned the the share price and the evolution since the IPO. So I, based on the prices we see it today, so in almost ten years, at today's price, which is at forty eight dollars sixty nine, it's a sixteen point nine percent appreciation in a in a 10-year period um, my oil and gas stocks are doing much better than protect, that. Protect, <laughs> protect, yeah for the industry for the industry is in any industry but, is awful. but even but if you think about it 10 years and gaining 16 percent, i mean that's based on the market that we've seen in the last 10 years this is this is nothing acg has grown on average 87 percent in the last five years if you think about companies like facebook we're talking about companies that have grown in the thousands of percent during that period and then this is something that has grown almost 17 percent. so just to put it in in relative terms so the the performance has not been great on the flip side the offer that he's made um, on the share at $54.20, the, the IPO price was $41 roughly, but a lot of the big investors, so a lot of the institutions that are in the in in, in uh, Twitter, they've actually invested based on uh, some of these financial articles that were released at around the $20 mark. So for them, it's actually a great way to exit a business that was pretty much flat during that period. Revenue has been growing slowly. It's at about $5 billion now, and it was $3 billion a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. So I think it's actually a good deal on both parties. I think Elon is able to acquire something at a relatively undervalued price, and then the shareholders that are there get a good price. In terms of what it could look like in the future, 
It's been able to generate 5 billion revenue on a model that, only even in your own words, you've said is terrible. So if they're able to generate 5 billion top line with a terrible business model, then imagine what they can do if they're actually managed in a in a different way or they start to look at outside of the box ideas. Let me know the bottom line. Top top line, yeah. The bottom. <laughs> <laughs> but you can... <laughs> but just but, 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 add just to that, Shuol, yeah. year on year, top line is 36, 40%, right? So again, positive signs. It's, they just got to figure out the cost base. But you know, just what a comment on the cost base, right? What I mean, does does bottom line profit matter at a point when you're trying to grow the top line? This is a more philosophical debate. A, a but, pizza shop could generate mm. good profit. Mm. Uber could generate losses for however mm. many years. Amazon could generate losses for however many years. But if you've yeah. got a, if you've got a pathway to revenue, top line growth, and a pathway to potentially being profitable in the future, does profit matter now? If that's the strategy, can, but I don't know do if that it. is the strategy. We can do an episode later on it, but I think it matters where cost of capital becomes more expensive. So when you're dealing in an environment where you have to pay for capital, um, because what is your cash flow, right? The, I always say um, there's something called burn rate when you look at these particular companies. And when borrowing cash was at 0%, 1%, yes, it's all about increasing your top line. But as we're now starting to move and we're seeing that we're moving to a higher interest rate and it's going to go in the future, then it's not just only about top line. It's about what is your cash flow, your free cash flow, and then also how much can you save? Because sooner or later, you're going to burn out of money to continue running. Um, and especially the fact that he's keeping this as a private company, he would have to be funding it himself. The, the only the last comment, and then maybe we can jump to the next part, is from a cash flow perspective, they do have about $2 billion in terms of their their uh, cash flow on the balance sheet at the moment. So it's something that they have some cash that they can uh, operate with. And then, uh, yeah, if it's privately acquired, then that will be in the in the control. Yes, the cash flow has been reducing because they have been generating negative cash flow, especially in the last couple of years, but it is from a positive base of around 2 billion. So sizable. Yeah. Mm. Uh, interesting, interesting. And back to Olu's point about he just wants to own a media company. I don't necessarily agree he just wants to own a media company. I think when you look at, let's focus on now Tesla, not focus on Tesla, but using a, a comparison to Tesla. Right now, Twitter is banned in China. Hmm. China is one of Tesla's biggest markets in terms of how they manufacture their vehicles. Um, about half of the company's cars sold globally last year were produced in China itself, in Shanghai, in their plant. So does this mean Musk purchasing and acquiring Twitter is because he wants to do some business in China? I don't know. Never. We all know that we all never. know that WeChat is very much in oh never. We all know I WeChat put, is very much integrated. I put everything I own, Tesla would um China would never allow a media company, a American media company to run in their country. Especially have, when we talk about their own. Yeah, but we're talking, about freedom of speech. Yeah. we're talking about freedom of speech, which we're going to talk about later on, right? With everything that Elon Musk is saying about freedom of speech, it's not happening in China. Facebook doesn't run in China. Like, there's no way that Twitter is going to run in China. As if, Especially what he's talking about, freedom of speech. I want it to be an open platform. People can say whatever they want to say. Never. That's never happened. Think I'll put you know. I'll put whatever yeah, money no, you want to put on I'm that. On I'll one. put whatever money you want to put on that, and it <laughs> would never allow that to thrive. 
Uh, whoever wants to put that wager on, guys, I'm we're not gonna, we're not going to be betting on my watch. We're fast <laughs> <today. Please. laughs> oh yeah, sorry. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, um, Ch- China have got their own platforms, their own, their own. Yeah. So Twitter for them is, yeah, none of the American stuff is. It, it doesn't run. No. Okay, Inter- that's wanna, that's an interesting take. Do you want to talk about the freedom take. of speech? Because yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll, 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 yeah, we'll start to that. Yeah, with the freedom of speech. I think the the main thing that people have come, a lot of people have been saying is with this acquisition, the first thing he's going to do is put Donald Trump back onto Twitter, um, <laughs> which of course, like it's, it's a joke. It seems funny. Um, but when you look at it into the grand, the grand scheme of things, okay, Trump has said, no, he's going to stay off it. He's sticking to his, his truth. His his company that is his, his media platform. He's creating his own platform, right? <laughs> yeah. It's called some, something truth. Yeah. But when you think about, freedom of speech and what this will enable when you think about the republicans and democrats you know there was almost like a, a war like yeah we like that um musk is buying it oh no we don't like it but really and truly do you think it's going to create more it's going to be more it's going to be more damaging for freedom of speech than anything that's going to promote positive speech on the platform i know i sit more on the side of I'm not sure the freedom of speech is going to be long term a good thing just because people aren't able to think critically and logically mm-hmm. when reading. I think people see or read something and they're not able to objectively critique it or to think, actually, no. And you see that even on, say, Instagram, where someone will put something like, you know, these these blog sites will put something on these, you know, the um, the, the bait catching headlines. And then you see everyone in the comments. They usually sit on the side, one side. No one can really think objectively or think outside of the box. I remember Stephen Bartlett's mentioned when he was saying he was having um, uh, Piers Morgan on his the Diary of a CEO, which was I think released yesterday. And people came out came at him saying, "Why are you having this man on your on your podcast? Why are you having this? Why are you doing that? This man stands for this. This man hates you know Meghan Markle. All of this stuff." And the fact that he said, well, if you have people on your podcast or have a conversation that just think like you, do the same things you do, how do you grow? How do you think critically? How do you think differently? You don't want to be around people that just think like you, that do exactly what you do. And even the fact that I I agreed with what he said and felt like he articulated it very well, people were against him. And it's like, wow, people really in this day and age don't know how to just, just because you want to have a conversation with someone, not because you agree with what they believe or what they say, it allows to have a healthy debate but i just don't think this day and age of this generation knows how to do such without you know just going at one another yeah daniel i i agree um there um when i think about the freedom of speech conversation i think the first thing we should look at or think about is what does it actually truly mean in the concept of freedom of speech because we've seen so many different people talk about social media companies, and freedom of speech, right? And there's been numerous cases that have been thrown out where people have tried to go to social media companies and said, hey, you've restricted my level of freedom of speech. But all of these are always dismissed because of the fact that a social media company is a privately owned company. It's not owned by the state. So whenever you think about freedom of speech, it actually comes from the original meaning of a public forum. So this used to be back in the day, people used to stand outside the front of the courthouse 
and you could freely speak. Mm. But people are taking that to social media and thinking just because nowadays most people spend their time on social media, they think that is a public space, but it's not. It is owned by a company. So freedom of speech and freedom of speech mm. laws, your first amendments do not apply on social media platforms. They will never apply on social media platforms. So what actually applies on social media platforms actually is policies in which the company puts in place it, right? And those policies that they put in place are typically to protect their users. And I think, Daniel, you mentioned some really great points because if I owned a company, a social media or Facebook, um, like Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, as an owner of that, I'm looking at how do I protect my users? protect them from misinformation because it's so difficult for now for people to decipher what is true or not. So if you're on my platform and you read something and it's not true, now I would want to remove that before you decide to make an investment decision. If I tell you, hey, put all your money into crypto, it's not, it's not risky, and you're listening to that and you do that, then that means my users might find themselves in a situation where they're financially bankrupt due to an advice that they received on my particular platform. Same with sort of harassment, hate speech, those sort of things you would want to limit on your platform to protect your users. Now, the problem starts to come when it's, how do you decipher what is good or what is bad? That needs to be decided by someone. And I think that's the difficulty, and I don't have the answer to this, but that's the complexity in this whole freedom of speech or controlling what users are actually saying is, Yes, you want to protect your users, but then who defines the policies and what is right and wrong? And I don't know how Elon Musk is going to do that because really you don't want to create a platform where anyone could just say or do anything. Because at the end of the day, you, this civil, civil justice can be taken on anyone for hate speech, fraudulent claims, and all these different things. So if you're on a platform just tweeting stuff randomly saying, hey... Last week, I saw P doing X, Y, and Z. If P wasn't doing X, Y, and Z, P could take me to court <laughs> and sue me for that. And at the end of the day, as an owner of a particular platform, you would want to protect your users from that. So he talks a lot about freedom of speech. I've heard Elon Musk talk a lot about it, but I don't understand how he's going to solve that in a social media platform. Damn, Olu, I didn't realize freedom of speech was so close to your heart, bro. Bloody <laughs> hell. <laughs> but I think you know raised a great, the, the, great point, though. A really, yeah, really good point. point. The, the only thing that I would say, Olu and Daniel, is I completely agree with you guys. But what you guys have said has led to the situation that we're in now. And I'm hoping that with Elon doing this with Twitter, it will do it in a different way to solve some of the issues that you flagged up. Because I think what you've said has come from a situation where all things have been not working actually so actually why not give it to someone to try a new approach with a platform potentially decentralize it and then we see how it how it goes so a great discussion yeah um i'm just gonna close by saying i think whatever way this goes whether the deal goes through or not musk has really got himself covered and uh, i think his liability to walk away from this deal is capped at one billion so typically if you walk away from a deal at this stage um, the fee is 2.2% of the overall deal value. And he'll be paying less than half that penalty. A, a typical private equity group would, would typically pay if they were to abandon the takeover. And the last thing, if the fee also obligates that Twitter to pay 1 billion if it walks away from the takeover. 
So either way, if Twitter at this stage walk away from takeover, they pay Musk $1 billion, or if Musk now walks away at this takeover, he's only capped at paid $1 billion. So I think, you know, we've seen what this in the grand scheme of things is not even a drop in the ocean. It's not even a ripple. It's nothing to, to Musk. But it'll be interesting to see how this unfolds in the coming weeks and months, whether this is approved by regulators, etc. But yeah, I think that's where we're going to wrap this episode um, for episode 130 of Take Flight Podcast on all things Elon Musk, Twitter, relating to SpaceX, Tesla, etc., etc., freedom of speech. And I guess we'll stay tuned to, to how this unfolds. Um, but as always, if you have any feedback for us, if you have any comments on how this takeover or proposed takeover will play out and the impact and ramifications will have for either Twitter Tesla, SpaceX, the boring company, or any other affected parties, please do DM us, do drop us a comment on our captions, on our posts on Instagram, or feel free to watch this episode on YouTube, which we're now on, as well as all previous episodes and all episodes going forward. So with that said, stay well, God bless, and remember, take flight. Take off, take off.